This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Let's go! And welcome to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney. I'm Hannah Mooney and I'm coming at you with a slightly different show than usual this week. At the time of this recording, NZ is in COVID alert level 4, which means that instead of being at Free FM with a guest and talking about upcoming events, I'm recording from my house and talking about ways to level up your arts engagement in level 4. However, in true That's the Ticket fashion, I have managed to get myself a guest. My bubble mate, my best mate, and the other person who lives here. Missy Mooney is on the show. Kia ora, Missy. Kia ora, Hannah. How's it going, mate? Well, um, firstly, I just want to say thank you for having me on the show. I know you had a lot of options for this week, <laughs> i.e. just me, because it's just you and I living here together at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's cool to be back. Uh, yeah, it's going well. I guess like the rest of New Zealand, we're um, just staying safe. Staying kind and staying inside. Yeah, it's, you know, obviously lockdown has its own kind of stresses, but I feel like you and I have both actually enjoyed taking this as an opportunity to A, get back into running, Mm. and equally A, I was going to say B, but equally A, um, kind of engage with films and TV shows and books that we wouldn't normally have the time to get amongst. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. yeah, I guess we have been watching quite a bit of Netflix. So <laughs> Yeah, us and the rest of the country. And that's okay, fam. It's okay if you're not being super productive because it is a bit stressful. It's just yeah. a different kind of, of, of vibe that kind of sets in. So it's okay if you're not being super productive or cleaning your house top to bottom. It's okay if you're just having a chill, watching some TV, watching some films, reading a book. It's important to take that time to um, kind of look after yourself. So I think we've definitely been looking after ourselves, eh, Han? Hey, no regrets. No, 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 it's been great. Um, And, I mean, I guess we should get right into it. Let's Uh, go. The the plan for today's episode, because as I mentioned, um, it's a bit different. Usually I have a guest talking about upcoming events. Because we're currently in level four, I don't know if by the time this episode airs we'll be out. Yeah. But for right now, there aren't really any events. No. So um, Missy and I just thought it would be cool to talk about ways we've been levelling up our arts engagement in Level 4. So what we've been watching, what we've been reading, what we recommend to our fellow um, peeps in lockdown. Mm. 
A um, lot of lists involved today. Yeah. Have you enjoyed making the list? Yeah, yeah. Love a good list. Good way to order your thoughts, I guess. <laughs> um, we've we've gone for a. We'll start with the first category we've gone for is um, films, and we've gone top four because level four. I see what you've done there. Thank you. Um, so my instructions were um, top four films that are available on Netflix because mm-hmm. we kind of thought quite a lot of people have Netflix as a streaming service. Um, we have Netflix. Yes, so, we do. Um, so top fours that are available on Netflix or TVNZ On Demand. Yeah, because right? that, that one's free, free and um, always happy to plug NZ made content as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to go first? Shall I go first? You can go first. Okay, so my top four films, they're not actually in order because that's a hard task. So they're it's my top four, but they're not in order. Oh, not okay? from like worst of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the first film that I've got on my list um, is August Osage County. Um, now, this film, I think it came out in like 2013. It's got Meryl Streep. I was going to say Meryl Streep. You know, what's going to get you through lockdown if not Meryl Streep? Um <laughs> But one of the reasons I like this film is um, it's based on a play, so it's an adaptation of a play by Tracy Letts, um, American playwright. Um, It's about a family, I guess, and what happens when the patriarch of the family dies and kind of everyone coming together. So it's not like a particularly original story. Like there's a lot, I think there's quite a few examples of this kind of narrative around. Um, But what I really like about it is it feels, it feels like a play. It feels like a play on film. And that's, that's something I'm really interested in is kind of how do you translate something that was originally written to kind of be experienced live and in a collective to something that can now be experienced on your own in your house. So I think that's quite, I don't know, a bit meta for lockdown is something that was once a live theatre experience you can now experience um, in your home. That's given me inspo for something I wish I put on my list. So oh, yeah. we'll see if it's on Yeah, yours. so that's that's a good one. <laughs> that's on Netflix now. Um, yeah, Meryl Streep's great. Um yeah, it just has really good play vibes. It's quite broody, quite moody. Um, highlight is the fish scene. If you've seen it, you'll know what that means. But there's a scene with fish, uh, well, eating fish. And yeah, that's that's highlight. Um, I personally don't enjoy fish as a food, but I haven't seen the film. Maybe now I will. Yeah, it's. I would recommend it's. It's quite cool. There is a bit of swear words. It's probably not family family friendly but yeah it's cool and I think if you if you haven't watched um you know like Fences or Ma Rainey's Back Bottom mm-hmm. those are also um adapt, film adaptations of plays and it's quite an interesting genre I think um to give a have a have a go at um my next one is a Netflix original called uh The Devil All The Time oh Love this film. Oh, so good. Probably one of my favourite Netflix originals. Um, Highlight is Robert Patterson saying, Delusions. (laughs) He does it like that. But again, it's uh, all of mine kind of have quite a dark southern gothic vibe because this is also kind of in the south, quite dark. Yeah, quite dark. You've seen this one, eh? I have, yeah. Also unexpected. Tom Holland is in it. So if you want to see Tom Holland not be Spider-Man, this is a good opportunity. Um, yeah, I just really like the pace of this film and the tone of this film. Um, yeah, it is quite dark and it is quite, you just get a sense of like, oh no, oh no. Like there's quite a lot of dramatic irony where you know what's going to happen, but the characters in the world of the, of the film don't know what's going to happen. And, um, yeah, it kind of, kind of just goes for it. But yeah, love, 
Robert Patterson is a highlight for me in that film. He's just going so hard. Um, also Harry Melling, who was in The Queen's Gambit, Dudley from Harry Potter. He's given it a go. <laughs> He's really He's good. really good. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. What are you no, about? seriously, I like that film, so it's on the list. Yeah. Um, number th- how am I going? Am I going okay? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, keep going. Okay, we still got to get yeah. through mine. Yeah, okay. Um, number three. <laughs> yeah, okay. Number three is one of my favorite films of all time, which Hannah will know what I'm about to say. I do. And it's called Magnolia, and it's a Paul Thomas Anderson film. And anyone who's ever had a conversation with me probably knows that Paul Thomas Anderson is my favorite director. I feel like I talked time. to my film guy, Sash mm. Rinaldi, Kilda Sash, about this at the end of 2020. Yeah, because I got you to watch it last yeah, year yeah. when they first put it on Netflix. And it came out in 1999. And one of my favorite kind of arguments is that I think it's Tom Cruise's best, best performance in a film. I do. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, love him. Just incredible. Julianne Moore. Great. Yeah, there's just uh, William H. Macy, great. John C. Riley, great. John C. Riley is always it's, like... Yeah, oh, and it's just... He's great. Again, probably not a family film, probably a bit of a downer, but also just, yeah, just one of my, like, cool soundtrack as well. Mm. Um, and just a bit crazy, just a bit wild. I really like Paul Thomas Anderson. He did Phantom Thread, um, There Will Be Blood, The Master... Um, heaps. He's just one of my one of my all time faves. Um, very like deliberate cinematography, which I love. It's a big call to make, but I'm glad you're making it on my show. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, one of my totally favorite favorite films. There's a cheeky Maria Margulies cameo. Oh, it's really right. small, really yeah, small, yeah. but you know, yeah. So that's number three, and then my last one is a documentary. Um, a bit late to the party. I mean, I watched this film last year and it's been out for a while, but it's called 13th and it's an American documentary. Hannah's looking at me so puzzled. Yeah, She's I'm really right. surprised. I am. Um, it's a documentary about um, like the criminalization of African Americans in America and the kind of prison boom. I know this now. I yeah. can see the Netflix like yeah, title screen. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's important to educate yourself. Um, it's hard. It's hard to watch. And you're like, this is horrific, you know, what what they're doing. But it's a really well-made documentary, really kind of informative. And I guess, for want of a better word, accessible to the everyday, everyday person. But if you fancy a bit of nonfiction, um, yeah, it is quite distressing as well. But um, it's good. Yeah. So that's those are my four. Four in no particular order. No particular order, yeah. Okay, I feel like I should have gone first because all of mine are light, light-hearted. All of them. That's okay. It's good balance. Well, I just think of films that kind of are getting me through lockdown. Yeah, totally. And different things get different people through. Yeah. You know? Like some people need a bit of a cheer-up, whereas mm. I'm... I'm probably more of a, wow, that was an amazing film. I feel horrible, but it was an amazing film. I think that's just more who I am. Well, that's why it works with our situation because you watch your intense films. Yeah. Still good films. Still recommend these films. Mm. Um, And then after that, you then watch something with me that's just lighthearted and pointless. Um, No, not pointless. But, you know, anyway, I'm going to crack into my list in no particular order also. Um, Number one. Now You See Me. Now You See Me 1 and 2. Now, there's, the, the story with this one is actually the other night, um, Missy and I watched both of these films in one night, back to back. It's basically a, like, 
Is it a thriller? It's not really no. a thriller. It's like a mystery film about magicians. <laughs> and that's all I need in my life. I love magic. Um, there's a big kind of thing that Missy put me onto about why is the second film called Now You See Me Too when it should be called Now You Don't. Well, that's the phrase, Now You See Me, Now You Don't. Yeah. It was right there, and they went with Now You See Me Too. Yeah. What? Um, yeah. The second one is not as good as the first one. Um, they've, but, like, I still, they're fun, you know? I enjoy them. They've got, you know, some good actors in there. Mark Ruffalo's in it. Michael Caine's there. Michael Caine is there. And who doesn't love Michael Caine? You're like, is it Batman? Is it Now You See Me? <laughs> who knows? But I just, I just love magic, and I like watching it because I feel like I don't have to think as hard. But then you kind of do because you try and figure out how they do the tricks before they do yeah. them, even though I've seen the films multiple times. I guess times. it's kind of like a an action film with magic tricks, which yeah. is kind of as lame as it sounds. But it's a win for me. Yeah. Um, next up on the list, uh, Jurassic Park. I love Jurassic Park. I love the Jurassic Park theme song, which I am physically restraining myself from like singing right now. Um, but it has a special place in my heart because the 2020 lockdown, mm. uh, Missy and I watched all of the Jurassic Park and World films. Yeah. And, you know, it's nice. What's not to like about dinosaurs? Laura Dern's there. I, I mean, I'm, yeah, I won't get into my Laura Dern opinion. You're not feeling but, the Dern? But the fact you need to lead with Sam Neill. Oh, true. Sam Neill, everybody. Yeah. And Jeff Goldblum. He's a massive meme. Yeah. But no, I just really like those because especially the the first trilogy, I think about how these films were made like in the 90s. Yeah, I think it's in 93. Like, I don't know. Don't quote me. They built a T-Rex. Spoiler alert. Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Like it's it's just kind of... I think, yeah, it's a good lockdown pick because it's kind of nostalgic, which is which is nice, which is kind of calming. Yeah. It's quite hopeful. It's fun. It's interesting. It's got a little bit of, it's like that fun scary. Yeah, yeah, fun Great scary. Great soundtracks as well. Yeah. Yeah. Good pick. Um, and then third is uh, Eurovision. Classic. It's a Netflix original, yeah. The Story and Ice, Ice and Fire Saga. I think I've stuffed up the title. But if you type in Eurovision, you'll find it. It's got... Um, like Rach- as in Eurovision Song Contri- yes. Contest. Contrast. Yes. Um, it's got Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell in it. Uh, I watched this like last year and I was expecting not to like it. But mm. it's actually just kind of so silly that it's fun. And I feel like there's actually a genuine kind of level of like look at Eurovision this yeah. is a big deal and it doesn't get enough mainstream totally. media attention totally like it is a comedy but but I definitely think it's kind of put the spotlight on the Eurovision song contest a little bit which is cool mm. yeah which is important and yeah. the soundtrack for that's really good there's some really good songs in there I still listen to this the soundtrack on Spotify sometimes mm. when I need a boost um and then last but definitely definitely not least Jumanji Nice. So, I, are we talking about the reboot here? I'm talking about the OG. The original. The so original those, is on Netflix. Those who don't know what OG, it's the original. So, the original Jumanji with Robin Williams is on Netflix. Yep. Amazing. Actually, are all of yours on Netflix? Um, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the original Jumanji with Robin Williams and a very young uh, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's one of the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's like 93 or something. Oh, I don't know. Potentially, I don't oh. know. I should have fact-checked. Maybe later. I don't know. I remember you and I watching this on video mm-hmm. when we were little. 
Yeah. Um, probably Granny and Uncle Rick. Shout out Uncle Rick. Well, that's a good segue. But first, I'll just finish yeah, on you Jumanji. Finish. Yeah. Um, basic premise, these kids find a board game. Do you mean premise? Did I say premise? Yeah. Okay. You heard it here first. Well, I don't know. I just, I <laughs> always say premise. You're probably correct. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Twin things. <laughs> Um, so Jumanji, these kids find a board game, they start playing, and then once you start playing Jumanji, you can't stop. Yeah. Like, the only way to end the game is by finishing and beating the game, and yeah. all the stuff in the game happens in real life. Yeah, it stands up. It's cool. I just Even remember after being all this time, it petrified when we were younger. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, Especially um, of the poacher. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a good one for, um, you know, kids and adults alike. Yeah, I would say that kind of 10 plus or 12 plus, depending on your child, is, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, good it's pick. a good, good family-friendly Also a bit pick. nostalgic as well, which is nice. Mm. Yeah. And um, speaking of picks, so yes, we used to watch um, Jumanji um, on video at um, Gran and Uncle Rick's yeah. back in the day mm. when we were little. And um, I feel like that's a good segue for Rick's pick, which, Yeah-yah. you know, is... Mm, by far my best segment on that's the ticket. Can I explain Rick's pick? Yeah, go for it. So I've listened to Hannah do this every show, so I'm going to have a go. Um, So for those of you who don't know, I have an Uncle Rick. And when Hannah told Uncle Rick that she was going to have a radio radio show, he said, I'll write you a list of, of songs you can play on the show. So Hannah was like, that's great. So he gave her a list. And every week she picks a pick from Rick's pick list. And, um... Missy picked this week's pick. 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 (laughs) I did. Um, And the track uh, for this week, we feel like is kind of on theme with being Mm. in level four at the time of this recording, is called Across the Great Divide by the Band. This one's for you, Uncle Rick.
that was Across the Great Divide by the band. This week's uh, Rick P- Rick's pick. Cheers, Uncle Rick. You're listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney. Special guest, also Hannah Mooney. No, I'm only kidding. I've got uh, my twin sister, Missy, but I'm aware that we probably sound exactly the same. Would you agree? Well, I don't think we sound exactly the same, but I think to other people we might, yeah. Yeah, last time I had you on the show, a lot of people, like text me being like you sound like you're talking to yourself and I'm like am I doing a good job that's the most important thing you know nice uh but we've just been kind of going through ways we've been leveling up our arts engagement in level four because right now it's NZ alert level four yep and um we've we've done films uh yeah vast variety of films I think yeah I think you get a sense of our different personalities <laughs> yeah, from coming what we through. picked, but that's cool, that's cool. Yep. Whatever gets you through. But yep. um, naturally, it feels right to progress now to TV series, would you agree? Yeah. Because I, I feel like it's good balance. TV, TV shows are for the day and films are for the night. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily agree with that distinction. Have we watched a film in the daytime? No, but we have been doing, like I've been doing university work and you've been doing your job and so, yeah. Not much um, time. (laughs) Yeah, this is an interesting one because I'm just going to go for it now. Yeah, go for it. Um, Because I always thought myself as more of a film person. I don't know if you do that. Do you think of yourself as a film or a TV person? I feel like I switch between, but you're probably more of a film person and I'm a TV person. Yeah, I don't really, I mean, you say that, but there's a lot of TV series that I really enjoy. Um, but anyway, I'll just go straight to my list. So again, I've got, oh, I've got three here and they're in no particular order. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one I've got is Fargo. Um, and this is available on Netflix and they've got, I think they've got seasons one, two and three. There is a fourth season, which I actually haven't seen because it's not available. I'm not sure. It's on Gosh. another, I know it's on another streaming you service. You love Fargo as I well. do. So um, it's an, a TV series adaptation of the film. Have love the seen, film as yeah, well. I was going to say, have you seen the film? Iconic. Iconic I haven't seen film. the film. I've seen really seasons good. one and two of the show. Yeah, but and the TV series, I guess, is kind of like a mini series anthology. And I guess... I'm, I would say I'm a really big fan of miniseries. That's mm. probably my favourite episodic format. Like, give me six to ten episodes, I'm there. Eight is probably ideal for me. Eight episodes, yeah. that's the Love ticket. it, because, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, to me, a miniseries is like a... F- it's just a bit more dedicated to, like, really telling the story. Whereas, whereas you know, when series have, like, 24 episodes, you're kind of like... Do you really need 24 episodes to tell the story? Whereas if it's I feel, good, you do. I guess so. But, yeah, I really like a mini-series. A mini so, yeah, Fargo, season one, two, and three. Um, incredible actors. Um, really well shot. Just really, really good. Um, I guess the debate is which season is the best. And I kind of flip-flop between season one and two. Love season three as well. I think it's two. Two is just incredible. I really like two. Yeah, so I would just... I would highly highly recommend just some really incredible moments in that really gene smart in season two Mm. amazing there's a bit where they read the jabberwocky poem yeah and the shot in the elevator 
I won't give away too much, but, no, but I really um, love it. Alison Tolman and Colin Hanks in season one are Oh, there's just as well. so many amazing, ama- Carrie Coon, who I love um, in season three. There's just some amazing moments. Mm. Yeah, so I would t- totally recommend if you haven't seen it. If you've seen it, have a rewatch. It's worth it. Um, so that's Fargo. Next is another Netflix. And I think, is it a Netflix original? What's the show? Um, American Crime Story. Oh, I don't know. So um, American Crime Story is created by Ryan Murphy, who's done American Horror Story, Glee, um, Ratched, Pose, a whole bunch of stuff. He's just mm. living it up on TV. He produces so much stuff. But American Crime Story um, is the overall name for – there's two series out at the moment um, – the People versus OJ mm-hmm. um, is the first one, and then the assassination of Gianni Versace is the second one. And impeachment, I think, is due to be released September seventh. I think that's yeah. so specific. For so me to the know first, about. I'm pretty sure the first two, so People versus OJ and Versace, are on Netflix. Yep, Versace is my favorite. I think OJ is your favorite. Hannah. It is, yeah, yeah. Um, just incredible, um, really stylish, really aesthetic. Um, also really interesting, I think, in in this kind of fictional fix, fictionalization of kind of true events. Um, I think for Versace, you think it's a true crime thing, but for me what it's really about is kind of the destruction of the American dream. And, yeah, it's tragic, really great performances as well. Um, each episode is really strong. Um, mm. Yeah, just really, really good. And I think for People vs. OJ... There was a lot of stuff going around with how, um, like the costume and makeup, how accurate it is, mm. and because um, there's a lot of actors portraying people who really existed. So, like Cuba Gooding Jr. as O.J. Simpson, Sarah Paulson as Marsha mm. Clark, um, David Schwimmer as Robert Kardashian, and yeah, just John Travolta as. I can't remember who he is, but they all look really similar and there's some really, really great performances. And I um, also feel like, just adding on that, obviously we were quite young when the O.J. Simpson trial that is depicted um, in The People vs. O.J. was happening, but I feel like that specific TV series hits, like, for people who actually lived through it and remembered seeing it on the news, it'll probably hit on a completely different level than it does to us. And I think the structure of the series both series are really interesting in kind of the timeline because it's not necessarily linear. And I think for me that's really interesting is how do we retell history? How do we how do we retell it with our own kind of agenda, the filmmakers or TV series makers agenda? So it's kind of how you represent it, how do you reveal or re-reveal information in a in a certain order and way um, to create a kind of dramatic representation of and an entertaining and engaging version of history because that's what it is. Um, so I find all of that really, really interesting. And Darren Chris as well, like he was in Glee and he's in um, he's playing Andrew Cunanan in the assassin- assassination of Gianni Versace, and he's really I think you want to. Emmy, Golden Globe, Golden Globe. Oh, maybe it was an Emmy. I think, yeah, he he's did. really does a really standout performance as well mm. in that. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Yeah, and my last one, which is available on TVNZ on demand. Again, this has been well, kind of old news, I guess, but it's Broadchurch. Oh, um, if you love a you know TV crime drama thriller, this is your go-to. It's really. so good. Um, it's got David Tennant and Olivia Coleman. David Tennant is like the classic grumpy detective and Olivia Coleman, who's kind of 
a reluctant partner and how they work together um, to solve a murder. Um, and there's actually three seasons. Mm-hmm. Season one is I- iconic, I guess. Um, but a huge kind of point for me is, A, the cinematography is just incredible. The location, there's yeah. the iconic cliffs at and Broadchurch. Yeah, iconic bright orange raincoat um, sported by Olivia Coleman. Um, but also the, the soundtrack for this, for Broadchurch is incredi- incredible. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> and um, it's a, like an Icelandic composer whose name I'm going to say incorrectly incorrectly but it's like Olfa Alnods. You're looking at me like I know and I don't. Well I'm a huge fan of this kind of music it reminds me of Max Richer who's another kind of instrumental composer Mm. um but I often listen to the soundtrack it's pretty moody pretty broody pretty sad but um yeah just incredible soundtrack really and yeah beautiful cinematography um has like integrity for a crime show you know like we have so many of these kind of things kicking about of like detective shows, you know, the Sunday crime drama on TV one, you know, it's a classic. It's a, you know, it's a fan favorite. And I think they just do it really, really well. Um, there's quite a few kind of featured British actors who yeah. you would recognize like Filch from Harry Potter was there. I was going to say, it's like Harry Potter where it's kind of like everyone gets a crack. Everyone's yeah. got like a little appearance. But if you haven't seen it, I would really recommend um, Olivia Coleman, who I've, been a big fan of since seeing mm. her in this. She obviously um, went on to great success in The Favourite, won an Oscar and stuff. So, um, and David Tennant, you know, great. Doctor Who, you know. I mean, Broadchurch, uh, I remember what, I've only watched that, all of the every episode like once. Like Yeah. And it's one of those shows that me and Missy often talk about being like, we wish Missy we could. Missy and I. <sighs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. This is your first and last time on the show. No, I'm kidding. Oof. It's been a pleasure. But, Thanks. Um, Missy and I often talk about how we wish we could watch it again for the first yeah, time. Yeah, like when just watching it unfold um, mm. is really, really entertaining. Yeah. Um, so that's your three. Those are my those are my picks, yeah, for TV okay. series. Bit of a crime theme. They're all crime themed. Killer choices. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. Over to me, the host of the show, Hannah Mooney. Um, so I've got I've got some crime. I've got two crime and a comedy. Oh mm. well, no, one crime. Not sure what one of them. We'll get into it. Yeah, you go for it. I go for it. Okay. So first up, crime show that I'm currently watching and absolutely love is uh, The Fall. Yeah, it's also, on TV and on demand. Also an oldie but a goodie. Yeah, it's got Gillian Anderson. Oh, oh she's incredible. I love Gillian Anderson. Uh, she's like most most well known for being in playing Dana Scully on the X Files. Also, um, Sex Education. Mm-hmm. She's in The Crown. Yep. She's, Sex Education in The Crown. Are she both on pops Netflix. up in Hannibal, the TV series. Also, would recommend on Netflix. <laughs> but um, yes, The Fall is on uh, TV and Z on demand. Mm. It is a gripping, suspenseful crime show. It's a miniseries, right? Yeah, my favourite format. Missy's favourite format. So this is quite old. I think it came out like 2013. So it is a bit late to the party. But again, if you haven't seen it or you watched it a while ago, great to... And also, just shout out to Jamie Dornan. We know him from Fifty Shades of Grey. He's doing the work in the fall. Oh, yeah. It's, it's incredible. It is quite tense, but like I recommend... 
sitting through it because it's 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 the sort of thing where there's stuff you're like oh my gosh this is so stressful how am I watching this but then you can't look away and it's just the acting the um like the way it's shot and the music everything is just so deliberate and it's Mm. just it's just incredible so yeah TVNZ on demand um for the record I will be putting the lists um, of everything we've talked about up mm. with the podcast of this episode if you're, you know, struggling to keep track because we're talking about a lot of things in a short window of yeah. time. And I can just vouch with The Fall as someone who watches it with Hannah. Um, she, her genuine, her generally her kind of ideal stance for watching The Fall is kind of curled up on the couch holding a cushion really tightly and then just looking at me being like, and then saying, this is really stressful. Yeah. And or her being like, "What's going to happen?" And I'll just be like, "I don't know." And she she'll say, "But you've seen it." Um, yeah, it is it is really good. And also, I think Gillian Anderson, her character, I think is really interesting because I, she's kind of filling the role of the jaded cop, which yeah. I think is generally often a, a male role. And so she's doing it as a woman, and like very much a, like a strong. She's definitely got a strong kind of feminist attitude, which is. Um, Works really well for the story, and I'm also just like, yeah, girl, she's such a mood. Yeah, but um, also on the list of things I'm currently watching right now, uh, on TVNZ on demand, Panthers. It's it's just come out. It came out like mid August. Another mini series, ideal format. I think yep. it's six episodes. Six episodes. Um, it's about the Polynesian Panthers in. 1974, yep. uh, during the rise of Muldoon and just all this kind Seven of... Auckland? S- yes, yeah, stuff happening specifically in Auckland and across New Zealand with race relations and, mm. you know, Robert Muldoon and the National Party and stuff being like, oh, Polynesian people who've emigrated from the islands need to go back home and stuff. Like, it's it's quite tense and it's quite... Um, shocking for someone like me, I guess us who yeah. who haven't didn't live through it, and to think mm. that New Zealand was like this. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying that we're perfect now. There's always work to do. Yes, but um, yeah, it's a really, really compelling show. I mean, I'm, we're only two episodes in. Yeah, but I would already recommend. It's like a really, really high quality, really high standard. Mm. Um, of you know production and it's really nice watching New Zealand made stuff that's really good and in the episode I think episode two there was a scene where one of the characters goes outside and it's nighttime and you can hear a moorpork and that's just really nice hearing your world on screen is is really really nice and I think that's you know it's a it's a privilege and a pleasure to be able to watch New Zealand like that and also like awesome go New Zealand for making work that shares an important story like this yeah you know? and and especially sharing a story that's not necessarily fun to watch and i do also want to quickly shout out that it does feature our dear brother jordan mooney um plays a police officer in that show mm. so i'd highly recommend um checking that out on tvnz on demand and i do have the rest of my list but i feel like i might break for a song sounds good um this is a missy mooney pick by florence and the machine song title please missy uh patricia enjoy folks oh patricia you've always been my north star And I have to tell you something I'm still afraid of the dark 
that you take my hand in your hand from you the flowers grow and do you understand with every seed you sow you make this cold world beautiful you told me I don't to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney and special guest uh, Missy Mooney. Kia ora. Kia ora, again. <laughs> um, so we've just been talking through our top TV series to binge in lockdown. Yes. Or watch. You don't have to binge. You can, you know. Yeah, I actually, I don't really do a binge. I think you're more inclined to, to a binge. I usually kind of cap it at two to three episodes well, at a time. Well, I think it's because you... You know, you previously mentioned that you really vibe the anthology miniseries. Yeah. So and you, so they're longer episodes, so it's harder to binge, right? I, yeah, they're generally more close to the 50-minute mark. Mm. And also, if there's only six episodes in the season, 
I don't want to watch it all in one go because then it's done. Then it's done. Yeah. Yeah. But um, binge-worthy TV shows... Yeah. Continuing on with my list. Yeah, so we're on Hannah's list. Because it's my radio show. So we just finished talking about Panthers. Which is on TVNZ On Demand yeah. right now. Highly recommend. Yeah. Um, great soundtrack as well. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's super cool. Um, yeah, Panthers and The Fall, both on TVNZ On Demand, yeah. which is what we were just talking about. Um, now we're hopping over to Netflix. Yeah. And uh, this is a binge-worthy show. Uh, it's called Shit's Creek. Yeah, I've heard of this, but I haven't. I haven't actually watched it because it's a comedy. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't really do comedy. That's no, I'm kidding. Well, actually, I generally tend not to watch comedies as much. I watch them with you, but kind of by myself, I go more towards that the mm. drama vibes. But you sing its praises, so tell me about it. Okay, so it's um, about people who move to a town called. Shits Creek, spelled S-C-H-I-T-T-S. Yeah. Fictional town. Yeah. Um, it's a really wealthy family who, mm. like, go bankrupt. Mm. And so they move to this town because they bought it as a joke. They bought the town. Mm-hmm. They bought the town as a joke. And so when all their kind of wealth and lives just kind of go into a terrible kind of place they're mm. like the only place they can go is this town because they own it so they can live there for free right and so they move into the uh motel there it's the rose family and it's just kind of about them readjusting from their really lavish lifestyle to living in this town which is kind of just in the middle of nowhere and mm. not what they're used to and I will say get through the first season. Yeah. Because in the first season, the the Rose family who you're following, they're not the, – the point of it is that they're, like, terrible people. Right. And so it's really hard to watch. Yeah. But then you get through the first season and you're like, this is this is lit. I can do this. Because I, I feel like a lot of people watch the first episode and be like, oh, this isn't for me. Yeah. But you just got to persevere, trust me. Because yeah. it, it's w- really well written. Um, Dan Levy's in it. Mm. Um, his dad, Eugene Levy, is also in it. They wrote it. Like, it's, it's an incredible um, show because it goes where you don't think it's it's going to. Like, it, it's first and foremost a comedy, but it's it's got heart. Yeah. And is it – how long are the episodes? Oh, they're about 20 minutes. Oh, yes. Yeah, so it's, it's binge-worthy. That's quite cool. As, sometimes, I don't know, I've um, – I think this is your next your next on the list, but I, we've Hannah and I have been watching a show – um, that's 30 minutes, 20 minute episodes. Mm. And that's quite nice. You know, you can just watch a quick episode before, before you make dinner or, you know, it's yeah. quite, quite a nice segment of time to just chill out. Yeah. Or if you've, if you've watched something, I know that sometimes we've watched a film or something that's a bit scary or a bit hardcore. Yeah. We'll watch a quick episode of something a bit lighter that's only 20 minutes and it's a good way to kind of calm down before you go to bed. Yeah. So after watching The Fall, yeah. I then watch an episode of Shit's Creek and it makes me feel like I can sleep. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, highly recommend Shit's Creek. It's on Netflix. Um, Persevere. I believe there is a film mm. as well about the making of it, which I actually haven't watched yet, but how, it's meant to be really heartwarming. How many series of Shit's Creek? Oh, I'm not sure off the top of my head. I think there's three. Okay. Off yeah. the top of my head. Yeah, See, yeah, I should right. have fact checked no, before the show, mate. It's okay. 
Um, but yeah, give that one a crack. I know I was late to the party with this because it cleaned up at the Emmys either last year or the year before. Yeah, or the Golden Globes or something like that. I remember seeing it around yeah. that time on all the awards mm. media. But uh, next next on the list is a show that Missy and I, you were correct, we are watching it currently. Yeah. It's uh, Parks and Recreation. Mm. Also on Netflix. Um, we're very late to the party on this. Yeah, we only started watching it this year. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's really clever. good. Um, Amy Poehler stars in it. Well, it's got an ensemble cast. Yeah. And it's really good. It's like The Office, which, again, I'm super late to the party with. Yeah. Um, my boyfriend and I are, like, midway through The Office right now. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, Parks and Rec finished in, like, 20... 13, 2014? I'm not sure. I know that whatever season we're up to now is like 2012. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, again, similar to Schitt's Creek. I mean, I haven't seen that. But the first season can be a bit jarring, especially um, Amy Poehler's character, Leslie Nope, who's kind of like the female protagonist. Mm. She's, you know, not I, not really a strong female character in the first season. She's a bit dumb and a bit annoying. And it's kind of like, why are you writing a woman like this and then she kind of gets more kind of onto it and you're actually like oh she's actually the business so yeah season one can be a little bit rocky but yeah it gets better that's the thing with these sitcoms especially parks and rec is you know that at the time when the show is being created they didn't know if they were going to be renewed yeah totally and so you get to the end of every season and like we're watching it on netflix so we're like oh yeah we know there's gonna be next season but it always kind of tidies it up a bit yeah 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 in case it didn't get renewed yeah um but yeah if you're after something a bit lighter it's a bit silly it's a bit silly but it's 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 a good level. Um, there's some great actors in that. A lot of people guest star. Lucy Lawless. Yeah, little NZ link there. Yeah, is, is up in yeah. there, which um, is a mood. Chris Pratt is in there before he was a superhero. Yeah. Which is cool. Aubrey Plaza, mm. who I actually think does a great job. And she's also, another shout out, she's in the show called Legion, which is also on Netflix, super sci-fi. She's incredible in that show. Um, and watching Parks and Rec and then seeing her in Legion, you're like, Wow, just amazing. Yeah, she's really good. And I feel like watching it now, there's a lot of jokes from there that explain why why stuff was in fashion, I do air quotes, in like 2012. Like, mm. do you remember in 2012 when everyone was like obsessed with bacon? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there is a lot yeah, of yeah, um, a- the character Rob Swanson is obsessed. Ron. Rob, I said Rob. Because <laughs> I was thinking about... No, it doesn't it? Rob Lowe. Oh, uh, who's also Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. Ron Swanson is obsessed with, like, meat and bacon yeah. and stuff. And, yeah. Yeah, good point. But, no, it's, it's a good show. Uh, Aubrey Plaza, as you said. Yeah. Nick Offerman plays um, Ron Swanson. Um, who else is in there? Retta. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. Rashida Jones is there. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Adam Scott. Yep. He's really good. He's, he, yeah. Yeah. He's a good He's time. Funny. But um, no, highly recommend. And as I mentioned previously in the show, I will be putting this list up with the podcast. So if you haven't liked the That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney Facebook page, I highly recommend doing so, so mm. you can get the good content. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it for um, film and TV. Any other kind of lockdown things you want to plug? Stuff to do in lockdown. 
Um, well, I think you mentioned it earlier on. Um, obviously, we're keeping to our bubble, keeping mm. our distance, wearing our masks when we're going to the supermarket or other necessary services like the pharmacy, etc. A um, little bit of exercise. You and I, we go for a daily walk kind of thing with our masks on. Yeah, mask up for the walk. Just kind of around the block. Um, we've also been doing a bit of running. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing some yoga, yoga with Adrian on U- YouTube. Highly recommend. Yeah, I haven't done any yet, but Hannah said probably after we finished doing this episode, there's a core, yeah, a core an, one an that we might do yoga workout. That should I might be give fun. it a give it a go. Um, or even just going outside, I think getting some sunlight yeah. is, is nice. Opening the windows. Yeah, and I will say um, on the the mask front, obviously do it not contesting that but missy and i noticed the other day when we were going for one of our daily walks that it keeps your face warm oh yeah 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 when it's cold and it's it's something i never thought about but i'm like this is actually like very convenient Mm. um and like yeah glasses whereas it's rough but i feel like we've nailed it now yeah it is a bit of a challenge so you just kind of might have to oh well, i find i have to readjust my glasses a little bit lower than i might usually just so they sit yeah. on the mask so you don't fog up immediately it's a good tip though um yeah pro tip just try get the get the mask up a little bit so it's right up your nose and then just glasses a little bit lower Over so the it top. sits on top of the mask yeah. so then you don't get your breath going and funneled immediately up into your glasses <laughs> and just for the record missy mimed that out I'm, yeah. I'm really glad. You're welcome. Because I'm sure the listeners will appreciate the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I um, guess, I don't know, we don't really do the lockdown baking No, thing. I've thought about it, but I'm just like, ugh, I didn't bake before lockdown is this the yeah. setting to start. Yeah, so we're just kind of having what we normally have. Yeah, it's been pretty pretty standard on the food front. <laughs> we had some burnt popcorn the other night, though. That was pretty exciting. Yeah, I did it too long in the microwave. <laughs> it was when we were doing the um, Now You See Me um, two in a row. Yeah, so our house smelt like burnt popcorn for like a good two days, a couple of days after that. It was exciting. It made a nice change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, oh, yeah, and Zoom your, zoom your whanau. Yeah, Zoom is a really good tool to to use now or Facebook video or FaceTime or Facebook yeah. video, Facebook Messenger video chat, whatever it's called. You, you got worse as you went yeah. on. <laughs> Some kind of video call or even just a phone call or a text or a message or an email. I'm trying to think of other forms of communication. I mean, there's like most social media apps have like a video chat function. So yeah. I know in the last lockdown, my um, boyfriend and I, tested out every single one to see mm. which one would freeze the least because everyone was using like the messenger video call and so yeah. we're like okay we'll see which one's the best back then in 2020 it was actually the instagram ah. video chat which i didn't know existed until no i don't know that i didn't know that no yeah but i mean facetime's pretty good it's pretty like high def yeah but that's you know that can be quite a nice way to kind of feel connected connected with people um I know, like, your work and my work, we, we've been having Zoom calls, which is nice, even though, like, you know, you don't get that much work done, but it's nice to just kind of touch base with the people who you're used to seeing every day at work. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird not seeing them, especially because it was so sudden going into lockdown. But, yeah. Um, so that's quite nice as well. I know yeah. that people have been, th- this came up, you know, it still comes up on that second when I have guests on and they talk about rehearsing 
via Zoom. Yeah. And, like, I feel like there actually have been a few going on in the last few there, days. Yeah, there definitely could be. And, I, again, as well, there's no pressure, I think, to be super productive because you've got all this time at home because it's not mm. like that, especially if you've got kids or family members or your house is a bit busier than it usually is because everyone's stuck there. Um, there is no pressure to be productive, but it can actually be, you know, it could give you an opportunity to pick up your knitting or, you know, have a go at write, writing or yeah, read, um, read a book, do some coloring, read a play. try drawing some pictures. Yeah, yeah. Try test yourself, do stuff that maybe you haven't done that might, you know, you might find a new joy or something you, something you like, have a look online for other communities um, Facebook groups of other people who might be interested in things you might be or mm. yeah and you know it's always worth keeping an eye out for um stuff being live streamed yeah because I know the other day there was a the meteor and Jeremy Mayo local composer um did a live stream of the reoccurring event they have called make things to music which was mm. meant to go ahead but obviously couldn't because of lockdown. And so Jeremy just did it um, via Facebook Live. And it was really cool. And yeah. I think there was um, artwork being yeah live drawn with um, Craig, Craig McClure, local artist. Yeah, yeah, and that was really cool. I'm a big fan of that event. Um, I really like that kind of music. I think it's really helpful for concentrating and focusing. Um, so it was really cool to kind of tune into that live um, yeah, and feel a sense of connectivity with others, mm. other creatives in the community. Well, um, yeah, I couldn't have put it better myself, to be honest. And it's been nice doing this with you as well. Yeah, it's been an interesting... To describe the, the setting, we're sitting at our dining table um, with some cushions around our microphone, which is Hannah's iPhone, which is doing a really good job. It's doing a good job. Um, yeah, but it's been quite fun to yeah. do this together. So, so thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me. And um Thanks for uh, listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney, Lockdown Edition. Who knows what state we're going to be in by the time this episode's aired. Mm. But um, I'm glad to have done it. And uh, I'm going to play us out with a cover of We Belong by Pat Benatar, which is featured in the TV series The Mayor of Easttown. See you later, fam. Kakite. Many times I've tried to tell you Many times I've cried alone Always I'm surprised how well you cut my feelings to the bone Don't wanna leave you really I've invested too much time To give you up that easy To the doubts, the
episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.